huge stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Nation post game show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers walk it off in extra innings. They come back trailing four to nothing at one point. Chris Taylor gets the big grand slam. The bullpen bounced back in a big way. Six scoreless innings. And this Dodgers team, they get a much needed win. They're now just two games back of the Arizona Diamondbacks in the NL West. They improved to 39 and 30. But the Dodgers need that win in the worst way. I don't care that you're not going to have Shelby Miller, Yancy Almonte, or Evan Phillips, or any of these guys tomorrow. Look, we'll worry about that tomorrow. Let's celebrate this win. This is a big win for this Dodgers team, and they got exactly what they needed. But you are now home with Jim Beam and Dodgers Nation. Please drink responsibly. So we're going to break down all tonight's action, but first things first, how great does it feel just to get that dub? After what this Dodgers team had been dealing with, coming into tonight, entering tonight with the second worst ERA in the month of June, one of the worst, one of the worst bullpens that this team has ever seen. This season ended today. They would go down as the worst bullpen in Dodgers history. They stepped up in a massive, massive way. We're going to start right there. But first, let's get to this comment section, guys. Let's hear what you got here. We got Justin Lamas. Hey, Doug, let's start talking about the trade deadline. Not tonight. I'm actually dropping a video tomorrow. I got seven bullpen pieces. I think the Dodgers could possibly pursue. We're going to drop that tomorrow. We're going to worry about that because we've got to celebrate this victory. It was a big victory for this Dodgers team. So many plays to get into. How about that bat right there for Mookie Betts at the end? Freddie Freeman, he gets his first walk-off as a Dodger. I mean, the plays from Chris Taylor defensively and offensively, the big grand slam. We're going to talk about Michael Groves outing. Yes, he gave up four home runs. Yes, he leaves the team at home runs per nine. Gave up four dingers today. Did some nice things. Has some swing and miss. I think he has the potential as a potential bullpen piece in the future. But let's read some comments here, guys. Thanks for rocking with us. The Dodgers get the dub. As always, though, you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for my Dodgers nation. Hornito, shot takers, comment of the game. And if I see one of those, you're going to see one of these. So come with those comments. Come with those fire takes. If I see a fire take, anything hot, anything spicy, you're going to see one of these. Fire take. Anything a little sus, anything a little out of pocket, you're going to get one of these. Any burn, you're going to get one of these. Finish him. Anything positive, anything half full. Really, we do this after a loss, so we really need to do it. We've got the Mitch Lotta half full take. 
And also, I'm looking for my Dodger Dog of the Game. Dodger Dog of the Game. And I'm going to start right there. Who is your Dodger Dog of the Game? Because me, you could go with the bullpen as a whole, but I'm going with Evan Fireman Phillips. Evan Phillips was outstanding. High leverage situations. Fireman Phillips, he was the difference tonight, in my opinion, for that Dodgers bullpen. Going out there for a second inning, and he was fantastic. He was terrific, and he ends up going, Fireman Phillips, two innings, had the walk, had four strikeouts in two innings, didn't allow a hit. He was massive. This entire bullpen as a whole, standing ovation, standing ovation. And look, yeah, I've said a lot of interesting emotional things about this bullpen. Yesterday I said that, yeah, they're about as reliable as the, the soft serve machine at a local McDonald's. Not tonight. This bullpen was nails. They picked a very interesting night, a perfect night to turn to the 2003 Dodgers. But here we go. Let's jump to the comment section. By the way, if you're new to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you want to see us post more Dodgers content, you want to help out the channel, definitely smash that like button. What up, D-Mac? What up, Hugo Hernandez over on YouTube? Dylan Hare, through it all, highest and lowest, CT3 is my favorite. Yeah, CT3, just what a massive difference maker for Chris Taylor, who comes up so big tonight for this Dodgers team. And not only does he hit the big grand slam, he's also able to make some plays defensively. And I, I was just hoping there at the end that he was going to have his night and get the walk-off hit. But still, I mean, that grand slam was exactly what this Dodgers team needed. They needed it in the worst way. This offense was having so much difficulty against Dylan C's. Really, 10 strikeouts and 16 outs at one point. I mean, it was looking grim. It was looking bleak. It was looking like the Dodgers were headed for another serious loss. But then Chris Taylor, a guy who has never done anything wrong in his entire life he comes up so big he in that grand slam there bottom of the sixth inning and we're gonna take a look at that grand slam right here from ct3 boom oh, actually that's the uh that's the defensive player we're talking about that here's the grand slam from chris taylor boom two outs one one count 90 mile per hour fastball he got all of it chris taylor clutch taylor coming up in such a big spot when the dodgers needed it the most and he has that grit he's got that big game gamer mentality and he stepped up big for this team what up dmac we got chris taylor for dodger dog of the games from andre medina yeah i think i was working with a little recency bias there with the evan phillips but i think when you consider how bad this bullpen has been i had to go with fireman phillips i'm totally okay with you giving him a dodger dog, dog, of the dog of the game. i don't know how we did it but we did that's from adam we got diane Schroeder in the chat we got daniel reyes ct3 and phillips both deserve dodger dog of the game we got justin lamas dylan sees was fired tonight not going to be the last time he pitches in Dodger Stadium. Ha ha ha. Yeah, man, Justin Lamas, you want to talk trades? I feel that. But yeah, look, I mean, Dylan Cease... It was almost like the back of the Dodgers uniform said desist because the way he was effective tonight, he was mowing him down 10 strikeouts in five and a third innings, allowed just four hits, two earned runs, had 102 pitches on the night. But the Dodgers were able to, at the very least, get that pitch count up, get him out of the game before he was able to get to the sixth. And then they just took advantage there in the fourth inning, in the sixth inning there to get those runs across. Bottom of the sixth inning, leadoff base hit for Will Smith and Hayward. He strikes out swing on a slider for the first out and an 0-1 pitch to Peralta, he singles to center. So David Peralta stepping up big. Leadoff hit by Will Smith. So the Dodgers were in business. And then how about this? This will probably go unnoticed. This will probably go unmentioned. But James Altman with two outs, when you consider the struggles that he's been through, he's been James Droughtman. He's been James Strikeoutman. He comes up in a big way. He gets a base hit. And how about Dino Ebel? Doesn't get greedy. Doesn't get too aggressive. Doesn't send Will Smith there. And that sets the Dodgers up. It low 
loads the bases for Chris Taylor, and he crushes a grand slam to tie it at 4-4, four to four, and that really just changed the game. Really the turning point. One of the most important dramatic home runs of the season. I think I would still put Mookie's against Hayter early in the year against the Padres on top of that, but still a grand slam there from Chris Taylor. The Dodgers' eighth grand slam of the season. How about this? His 100th home run of his career. I got to see that again. I'm just saying, I got to see it again. Taylor. DT3. I thought the Dodgers were dead to rights. I thought this game was looking bleak to come up, hit that home run. You got the Batman music as they're rounding the bases. Chris Taylor, this is a guy that, man, I'm feeling good about CT3 right now. I mean, quietly putting it together. Power numbers are up. Last season, Chris Taylor, he had a bad year. We know they were dealing with injuries. We know that he struggled. Maybe the pressure of signing that new contract, maybe the pressure of trying to live up to that $60 million deal, that four-year $60 million deal. Last season, Chris Taylor... He ends up hitting 10 home runs in 454 plate appearances, 454 plate appearances, and today gets his 11th home run, already 175, 176, so right around there. So, yeah, Chris Taylor, he was just so big tonight. What more can you say? But, yeah, give me your thoughts on Chris Taylor. Do you think that this is a win? Let me ask you down below in the comments section. How important do you think this win is as far as team morale, as far as what this bullpen was going through? Because, look, this bullpen, like I said, they were phenomenal. Kudos to the bullpen. We're going to break it all down in depth here in just a second. But this bullpen, they answered the bell. They did their job in the biggest way possible. you got to give them all the credit in the world to bounce back, considering I mean, how about Yancey Almonte? Yesterday, he blows it, gives up the double, gives up the home run to Berger. Now, tonight, it was a nothing burger for him as far as what he put up on the scoreboard. He put up a zero, but this Dodgers bullpen, they combined to go six innings, allow no runs, just one hit, nine punch outs, and two walks. Kudos to this Dodgers bullpen. Do you think it's a fluke, or do you think that maybe they figured something out and turned the corner? Let me know down below. Here we go. What up, Doug? What up, Cheese? Man, I guess we got Mitchell Hopkins. It was good to see Grandal doing Grandal things at the end. Mitchell Hopkins, yeah, I tweeted that out myself. I was saying, hey, man, I was getting PTSD from the 2018 NLCS. We'll never forget Yasmani pass ball and everything we lived through there. I mean, so he actually set the record really in one game that the two errors, the two pass balls, and everything like that. So, yeah, that definitely was a flashback, and it was fitting that that was how it ended. But he really has had a pretty decent series as far as what he's been able to accomplish at the plate. But Richard Reuter over on Facebook, bullpen turned it around. Hugo smashed that like button. Yeah, he smashed that like button for your Los Angeles Dodgers. Guys, I mean, look, I mean, the standard is the standard. Yes, we're a little jaded as Dodgers fans. We've pretty much death taxes and winning the NL West. But still, after everything, after all the bad play of late, I mean, at one point losing 14 of 24 games. I mean, you're talking about a team. They're just two games back in the division, thanks to the Philadelphia Phillies, who beat the Arizona Diamondbacks once again on the road by a final score of five to four. So it's not like they're 10, 15 games back in the division. They're still sitting in second place, but it's a very competitive division. The Padres have picked it up. The Giants have picked it up. Dodgers, they start a series with the Giants tomorrow. Who will be the Dodgers starter? That remains to be seen. I did talk to some people today that said it could be a surprise call-up, something like that. And maybe today, maybe at some point. But, I mean, I'm hoping that it's Matt Andrees. I'm hoping that it is Matt Andrees because, look, he's a veteran. He's pitching the bigs. And why else do you sign those guys as depth pieces if you're not going to use them in these situations? But here we go. DCAM, DMAC, you're the sweetest guy in the world. The sweet, why? I mean, I'll give you that comment of the night if you want it. 
Hey, kill me with kindness. I'm all about that. Here's a bonito shot take of the game. That's from our friend DKM over in the comment section. It says, I'm the sweetest guy in the world. We got uh, CT3, your Dodger dog of the game. We got uh, Andre Medina, Chris Taylor for Dodger dog of the game. Oh, my man. Anthony Key, where you been, my man? I'm going to go with CT3 on the Dodger dog of the game. You know, it's actually me, guys, in the voice. I just, I just changed it up a little bit. Dodger dog of the game. DKM CT4 for Dodger DMAC. He got him in as you. We got to, I don't know, DMAC CT3 is my Dodger dog. You guys are going Dodger. I'm cool with that. I just want to go a little against the grain here and go Evan Phillips because, look, it's felt like no lead was safe for this Dodger team. I thought to really bullpen proof this game, they were going to need about 10 or 11 runs or something like that. But to be able to tie it and to be able to go six scoreless right there the way they did. How about Caleb Ferguson bouncing back? How about I think Yancy Almonte definitely was one of the most impressive ones there to bounce back the way he did. And yeah, this Dodger team as a whole, I mean, yeah, Shelby Miller coming back, going two innings. I mean, lots to point out today. You look at Mookie Betts. How about the bat from Mookie Betts there? I mean, at the end of this game, We'll kind of, well, I think we'll start at the end and we'll kind of go backwards because, yeah, you got to give Mookie Betts a lot of credit. I mean, what you need to know from this game is, one, I think the most important thing is this Dodgers team, they needed a win in the worst way. They found a way to get a win, and it was rocky early. And we're talking about Michael Grove's start where Michael Grove, yes, he definitely struggles with the long ball. Yes, he misses his spot at times and he makes mistakes. As a whole, he ends up going five innings, allowed four earned runs on seven hits, did have seven punch out so the strikeout numbers were still pretty impressive for Michael Grove he ended up tonight Grove ended up with 18 swings and misses so I mean there definitely is potential there just so to act like you just want to just cut this guy off and he's done he's trash he's washed we ever want to call him and say that this guy is going to be nothing it's Grover whatever it may be this guy I still think has a lot of potential to be a bullpen piece a guy can give you multiple innings out of that pen for him it's just about locating we got Roy Estrada ceasefire was shoving but Z Roy Estrada there you go that's a fire take Our future dog Dylan sees dog of the game we got Aaron Doug do you think there's a chance Sheehan and Knack are called up tomorrow. Aaron, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything, but yeah, I mean, look, let's, I mean, I think if you're a guy like a, a Landon Knack, he kind of Boss is here. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family, with more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com is what he is he's really solid he's a guy that three pitches he's gonna go out there and really just kind of be that guy I just don't know I mean I want to see Matt Andrees and Matt Andrees is the veteran but I wouldn't be surprised I've heard some interesting things about some surprise call-ups that's all I'm gonna say but uh we got uh King Yellowman down below in the comments what up King Yellowman we got boom we got Trace Howard um we got uh you are a bandwagoner from Rodolfo Torres, definitely a bandwagon. Let me show you some baby pictures of me in a Dodgers uniform at Dodger Stadium. How about that? Um, <laughs> T-Max Boom makes the show more epic. Uh, you guys make the show more epic, I'll tell you that much. Anthony Keene, and his 100th home run, if I heard right. Yeah, 100 home runs, Anthony Keene. 100 home runs for Chris Taylor tonight, who definitely was the player of the game. Like I said, a difference between the dog of the game, the Dodger dog of the game. The Dodger dog of the game is when you got that, that dog in you, when you see the x-rays, right? And and the player of the game, though, easily it's Chris Taylor. But, yeah, I mean, also the fact that it was his 100th home run, quite an accomplishment for Chris Taylor. And guess what? 
99 of those home runs, 99 of those home runs, they came in Dodger blue. Okay, he hit one home run with the Seattle Mariners. Actually, no, actually, I don't think he hit any home runs with the Seattle Mariners. They pretty much hit all of them with the Dodgers. So, yeah, all of them with the Dodgers there. So, Chris Taylor, I mean, what more can you say about a guy who was traded for Zach Lee? No one thought much of him coming out of Virginia as a shortstop. Totally reworked his swing. And, yeah, big moments, big spots. I mean, the home run that came to mind today was his home run off Alex Reyes there in the wild card game. But what a night for Chris Taylor. But, yeah, what would you guys think of Michael Grove star? I want your comments on Grove. Grade the Grover tonight. I'm I'm going to give you my grade in just a second. It might surprise you a little bit, but Gabriel Galev, hey, DMAC, are you no longer interested in a trade for TA? He's looked nothing like himself. That's from Gabriel Galev. Look, I think if you're going to make a deal with the White Sox, it's most likely going to be a deal that is going to include multiple players. And Tim Anderson, make no mistake about it, he has been down in the worst way. I mean, you're talking about a guy entered today with a 64 OPS plus. You're talking about a guy with a 253 batting average, no home runs on the season, hasn't hit a home run since last year on July 15th. That's how long it's been. But on the flip side, also know that him and Mookie Betts, I can tell you from firsthand, they have developed a relationship and it started at the WBC. And I think there is something there and I think he would benefit from a change of scenery also do think like offensively speaking if you put him in this lineup and you allowed Miguel Rojas to play that versatile dynamic depth piece type position that he was originally intended to play I think that would make a lot of sense so I'm not completely out on Tim Anderson I'm really not I mean this year yes he has struggled there's no doubt about that but I still think there's something in there and also think too from a bat to ball perspective from his style of hitting a guy that's not going out there and swinging for the fences we see in the postseason that that's something that kind of bogs this Dodgers offense down when you don't have that two strike approach when you just need to get bat to ball and put the ball in play they lacked that last season that was a big reason why they went five for 34 with runners in scoring position against the Padres so I definitely think if you get him right it could be a situation where you get him in a as a guy whose value is low and you benefit from that. And also, too, he has a club option for next year. So, one, you don't have to pick that up. Two, you could trade him if you wanted to in the offseason. And three, you're not tied to him long term. So, I'm still interested if it means coupling him with a Lucas Giolito or maybe a Joe Kelly or Liam Hendricks if he's okay. I think the Dodgers, they need to go big game hunting and they need not just one or two players, possibly three players to really give this team the best chance to win the World Series. But down below in the comments section, we got 100 out of 10. We got, uh, I heard CT3's first home run was a grand slam. Yeah, I mean, what? how incredible is that? First is a grand slam, and then you got today grand slam. I mean, Chris Taylor's had some big, dramatic home runs in his career, and tonight he's got a knack. He's got that sense for the moment when this team needs a big hit, when they need a big moment, whether it be a diving catch against Milwaukee, whether it be a walk-off home run against the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, whether it be just big moment after big moment, this guy is Clutch Taylor for a reason. Hey, D-Mac, did you buy Haynes socks for socks? Interesting. A big win for the Penn. That's from Boomer Assassin. No Vessi or Bigford Almonte. Just got lucky. That's from BC over on YouTube. So yeah, let's get those Grove takes in here and then we'll kind of talk about the bullpen. DMAC, do another shoey. No shoey tonight. No shoey tonight. I That's one. That, those are few and far between. I'm going to try to... How about this? Bobby Miller gets 10 strikeouts. Bobby Miller gets 10 strikeouts. His next start, I will do a shoey with Miller High Life. And it'll be a big one, man. Uh, we got... Um, I'll do it like a big pair, like a Dodger Crocs or something. Uh, here we go. Justin Lomba Cease would only have to be our number two starter, LMFAO, because Otani would be our number one starter. Yeah, Otani, very interesting. Very interesting um, 
about Otani is slugging wise, this guy is next level. He's on fire. He is red hot at the moment. But it's very interesting how he's really cut down the use of his splitter. We got Outman is the greatest dodge of all time after his hit tonight. That is from Trey's Hayward's season. Yeah, I mean, look, make no mistake about it. James Outman had been going through in the worst way. He had been struggling so mightily. And for him to get that big base hit, I'm hoping it's a sign of things to come. Because, yeah, for the month of June... Hitting 158, James Alman was 3 for 19. He was 3 for 19, and then he's able to get that big hit tonight. So definitely, hopefully this changes his fortunes because I think it's a mental thing with him. I think for him, what I've heard, I've talked to some people that are kind of within the baseball world saying that, hey, it's a lot of paralysis by analysis for James Alman. So I think there's a little bit of overthinking for him. I think for him just to get back to his approach and realizing that, hey, I do belong. I do have the talent. I do have the ability to hit big league pitching that's going to go a long way but here we go back down below in the comment section Emmett Sheehan to pitch please Alishiva Jones I'm very excited about the possibility of an Emmett Sheehan down the line for sure I think his power stuff the ability to miss bats I think it's going to play up only concern I have is do you want him I mean at some point I'm all for it I mean I think you bring these guys up you see what you got in them you've already hit on some young guys Bobby Miller's had success Gavin Stone not so much I've heard it's also heard that Gavin Stone Maybe he gets some bullpen action at some point. Maybe he starts to throw that two-seam fastball once again and kind of changes his mix a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, you owe it to yourself to see what you have with some of those guys down below because a lot of them have had a lot of success. DMAC Doc confirmed uh, we're calling up someone, but he didn't specify who. Very interesting. Thank you for that update, Mr. Trey's Hayward, season 2023. CT3 always... Been our humble and quiet hero. That's from Fletcher Hall. That's a great way to describe Chris Taylor. Very humble. A guy just likes to go out there and play baseball, man. This guy enjoys the game. He's a competitor. And I also think he just has that great feel for when his team needs him to step up, put a nice swing on one, and, yeah, give him all the credit in the world. Chris Taylor going up. Big, big home run there. Big grand slam there. And how about this Dodgers team just hitting grand slams this season? So, yeah, that definitely was such a game-changer in that moment. But yeah, let me get your grades on Michael Grover. We're going to break down his start right now. Let me scroll down here. Get your grades on the Grover. We got the Craig Osterberg gives him a C minus. Metabolic gives Grove a B minus. We got Caleb Ferguson for Dodger Dog. The game that's from Word that sets you free. Grove is eh. That's from ACDC. Freak Emar. No way I'd take Bigfoot over Thor any day. We got uh, Grove was the Dodger bum of the game. That's from Jason Diamond over on YouTube. That's a, that's a burn. You can get one of these. Finish him. We got uh, this isn't even a discussion without CT3. There is no win tonight. It's from Boomer Assassin. Fair point. No doubt about it. Roy Estrada, no on Tim Anderson. Rojas better get Kelly. Yeah, look, I mean, defensively, there's no question about that. Uh, Miguel Rojas. And also, you got to give Miguel Rojas some credit today, too. Everyone talks about the defense. But, yeah, he was able to get two hits tonight. Two hits for Miggy Rowe. And they were... They were in moments where you really needed you really needed those hits. So yeah, got to give Miguel Rojas a lot of credit. Had a couple strikeouts, but you saw there bottom of the sixth inning after the Taylor home run, he was able to reach on that infield single, and then bottom of the ninth inning, he reached on that infield single to start things off. Dodgers were starting to put some 
to put some better at-bats together. So, yeah, he's getting on base, and you're starting to see him improve at the plate. But uh, here we go down below. We got uh, D-Mac can be the Dodger dog of the game if he does another shoey. Hey, man, I got a super chat from Grizzly underscore OSO. D-Mac, do you think we could get Ryu back? I don't I don't think so. I mean, I, that doesn't really seem like a, a possibility because – yeah, I mean, I don't think really we just kind of fit the profile what they're kind of looking for, too. I mean, just in general terms. And, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, he's on the IL. So, I mean, recovering from Tommy John surgery. So, yeah, I mean, that, there's just a lot there. There's just a lot there to kind of unpack. But I just don't see that. So, I don't know if you're talking about uh, the future or what you're talking about. But, yeah, I just don't anticipate any type of – any type of uh, – reunion there anything like that i just don't expect that but i love me some hunjin review i definitely love me some hunjin review and he's a guy that i mean it's it's interesting because i mean the blue jays are a team that they expect to compete that team is built to win now and hunjin Ryu, he's expected to come back after the all-star break right so you're talking about if you would trade for a guy with such an unknown i just don't anticipate that but uh love me some hunjin review babe Ryuth, the home run heard around the world but uh, joe kelly looks pretty good that's from diane schroeder yeah i mean his swing and misses up his the gyro slider the gyro slider the strikeout rate is up and also the fip in his era big disparity there the era is high the fip is still under three so i think that balances out for sure we got uh jay bullet commentator credited grove for not having runners on base how could he he was giving every player a homer yeah so let's talk about michael grove here and you start right there in the top of the first inning so top of the first inning anderson grounded to third for the first out, then Sheets line to third for the third out, then 0-2 pitch to Robert Jr. He hits a solo bomb to center to make it 1-0 White Sox. Then next batter, Jimenez, he homers to right center to give the White Sox an early 2-0 lead. So with two outs, he strikes out Berger for the third out. So two home runs there for Grove. The home run ball just hurting him. And you saw in those at-bats, it's the mistakes. It's the mistakes. And it seems like for every three or four good pitches, there's just a really, really bad mistake. And the Robert Jr. pitch, he had two strikes on him. He had two strikes on him. He just couldn't put him away. And on the fifth pitch, it was not even the worst pitch. It was a slider, a little on the outside, maybe a little too much out over the plate, but still not the worst pitch. Not like it was a meatball right there. And Jimenez, he also had two strikes on him. And that one was on a four-seam fastball, that was a big mistake pitch. Four-seam fastball, center cut right there. That's the one you want to avoid, 96 miles per hour. Jimenez, he's going to hit tee off on that. That's a pitch that he's going to tee off on. And one thing I will say about Michael Grove, and my observation is – some pitchers that have velocity, and Michael Grove has had velocity. He's touched 98. He's pitched at 97. He needs to work low in the zone. He needs to keep the ball down or else he gets in trouble. That pitch right there, he leaves it up, and he gets burned. So that really was was really his Achilles heel, just kind of keeping the ball up when he's got to when he's got to keep it down. So, look, I mean, when he's working downhill and the delivery is consistent, the mechanics are consistent, he can have success, but in that stretch right there, he's a guy where he makes a mistake, teams punish those mistakes. And then you jump to the top of the second inning, he gets void, uh, void to ground to short for the first out, then Grandal, he singles to right, and then he strikes out Frazier looking, he gets Andrus looking, so that slider was working for him. He was freezing him, throwing that slider in the zone taking a little bit of a tighter slider there and then top of the third inning jump to that Anderson gets a leadoff single to center 
And yeah, Tim Anderson during that at bat, first pitch slider leaves it up. Not the worst pitch in the world, but kind of on the inner half. And yeah, give him credit. I mean, single to center, nice piece of hitting there by Tim Anderson. But you live with the singles when you've seen the long ball all night. And then you jump to that top of the fourth inning. One two pitch to Berger. He crushes a solo home run to center to make it three nothing White Sox. Two strikes on the count. And it's another example right there where you had two strikes. You just couldn't put them away. You just couldn't put them away. And that really was kind of the big issue right there. You just could not put him away with two strikes. And what's in here? And uh, and it really burned him. So yeah, I mean that's kind of he needs to find that third pitch that's a little more effective because really in this game you're seeing slider. Some he does have that twelve to six curveball, but hasn't had the best feel for it of late. And yeah, that one to Burger that was with two strikes. He hit on the meat of the bat right there. Did Burger and yeah, that goes as another home run. That makes it three nothing White Sox. Next batter Vaughn he falls behind the count three zero. And on the fourth pitch, four seam fastball. This one was right down Broadway. This one was middle middle. And Vaughn he crushed it three hundred ninety four feet. That made it four nothing White Sox. And then he's able to get out of the inning. And following Grandal's single, he gets Frazier to fly to center, Andrews to fly to right, and he gets Anderson to ground into the fielder's choice to short to get out of the inning. But two runs on three hits there. Jumped to the top of the fifth. Then he started to groove. I mean, he walks Sheets to start the inning. And he fell behind the count 3-0, works it full, throws two strikes, gets him to foul off a four-seam fastball, gets him swing at a slider on the sixth pitch, misses down with the slider. And he comes back, he strikes out Robert Jr. with the slider, gets him to chase bottom of the zone. He gets Jimenez looking on his slider, and he gets Berger swinging on his slider as well. So he started to really get the feel for that slider later in his outing. So I think for him it's just about repeatability of those mechanics, keeping the ball low, and having a little more confidence out there in general. I mean, I think he he needs to believe in his stuff. I think a little more conviction, a little more just sheer determination, a little more competitive fire. Get that cool poise that Bobby Miller has. You ever see Bobby Miller on the mount? He's breathing. He's got the show chains flaring. I think he'd, bail, he'd definitely benefit from that. But here we go. More comments down below. We'll continue to break this down. We've got the middle innings coming up. We got block that dude for spamming, please. Didn't see anyone. Okay, who's the spammer? Give me the name and I'll block him, guys, because, yo, we're partying tonight. We're having a block party. Uh, Caleb Ferguson for Dodger dog of the game. We got Phillips look like he's back in black. Dan, 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 Dan. Hard pass on Otani for WB. Eminem. DMAC, what is your favorite section at Dodger Stadium? You look like a Loge 101 guy. Loge 101 is clean. I like I like that because you get a little, little shade. Great view of the stadium. But, you know, I'm all left field pavilion, man, because it gets down. It goes down the left field pavilion. No, but honestly, definitely, definitely love me some Loge. Love me some Loge. Um, Thankfully, I've been going to the game, seeing the media, the press box. But I would say when you see there, you don't really hear the crowd noise as much as you like. I mean, it almost feels like it's like Ace Ventura when he's doing the soundproof doors. It feels almost soundproof up there. But yeah, Loge definitely is definitely where it's at. Uh, David Sabatini, has anybody seen Doug McCain or Will Smith in the same room? Yeah. Hey, no, man. Will Smith, I thought for sure that Clutch Prince was going to uh was gonna definitely get that uh that walk off tonight, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't his night. But uh here we go. We got uh down below in the comments section. We got uh here we go. Bullpen works when they don't have to pitch more than one inning. That's from Barry Sanchez. Yeah, but I mean honestly, you had guys go multiple innings tonight. You got Shelby Miller, who definitely he was a little bit of a high wire act there for Shelby Miller. 
but he was able to come through there. Shelby Miller in the top of the seventh inning, top of the seventh inning for Shelby Miller. He goes out there for the for the six for the six has a one two three six inning gets Vaughn to ground to second gets Grandal to line to left he gets out of that inning just eight pitches one two three six there on eight pitches and then talked about the sixth inning the grand slam then the seventh inning Shelby Miller comes back and then he got himself into a little bit of trouble we'll break that down in a second but let's get back in the comment section see what you guys have to say Otani 22 dingers we got word that sets you free Grove got some good strikeouts but he has to work on his discipline exactly I think you said it best right there it's about discipline it's about focusing on those mechanics because I think when he gives up a home run or two then he starts to nibble then he's not attacking hitters like he should and he has to realize that that fastball is a decent fastball. That fastball is an above-average fastball. And if I hit my spots, I can have success in this league. So I think the game speeds up on him a little bit. I mean, when you consider his age and inexperience, that makes total sense. But look, the results are bad. The ERA is higher than Cody Bellinger on 420. We know how high that ERA is right now. But still, I think there is something in there. I definitely think that he projects as a multi-inning reliever at some point. We got Let's Go Get Giolito and Joe Mariachi Kelly. That's from Deborah young you're gonna like the video i'm gonna drop tomorrow if, if that's what you want uh real talk we all know that grand slam was lucky ct3 is still cheeks that's from j bullet tc i think chris taylor is playing his role well i mean he's still below average 89 ops plus heading into today so below average offensively but still the power numbers are up he looks healthy you saw him at third base tonight with max muncie out with the hamstring injury so the versatility has still been there you've been able to see him in the outfield play some shortstop play some third base so last year at this time he was still dealing with having offseason elbow surgery to clean stuff up so they didn't like the arm angle so he wasn't playing in the infield so I think the fact that he's still being the Chris Army knife so to speak and playing multiple positions he provides value from that standpoint and also too you just never know I mean this guy definitely has a roller coaster sometimes sometimes he's really on the low spots you get the peaks you get the valleys but I think Hopefully for him, it's just about getting hot the right time. And he has the ability to carry an offense for stretches if he gets hot. But unfortunately, those usually are followed by cold stretches. So he pretty much just is what he is at this point. You kind of have to accept it. And look, the reality is they don't need him to be their best hitter. They don't need him even to be a top five hitter on this team because you got Mookie, you got Freddie, you got Will, you got J.D. Martinez, you got Max Muncy when he's right, you got other guys in this lineup they can carry the slack but yeah definitely I mean you're talking about a guy that has had success in the postseason and it's a totally different ball game but yeah look at that top of the inning top of the seventh inning there for Shelby Miller Andrews leadoff double to left to start the inning and next batter Anderson he struck him out looking four seam fastball just froze him if you look at if you look at Shelby Miller's stuff plus, he has this unique ability to freeze hitters. He has this deception in his delivery, and you saw it on display there when he punched out Anderson there for the first out. And the next batter, Sheets ground to second. Andrews, he advanced to third for the second out. And then next one, how about this play? Ground ball, Miguel, on that play, Miguel Vargas. You know, I got to give my boy Miggy Vargas some love. Miguel Vargas, he grounded did a really nice job filling that ground ball. Ground ball to the right side. He makes the play from his knees. He spins. He makes the throw. That saved a run right there. So no one's going to mention this, I guarantee, in other shows. Miguel Vargas, he saved a run with his defense tonight. And his defense has definitely had its ups and downs. If you look at the defensive metrics, they're not pretty with him. But let's also remember, he's learning a position at the big league level on the fly. So was impressed by that play. It saved a run. And next batter, 
He walked Robert Jr., did Shelby Miller, and then Shelby Miller to Eloy Jimenez, one-two pitch. They picked off Andrews at third, and I think this is one of the big plays of the game that we're going to talk about now. Let's take a look at this play because this absolutely changed the game here because you got the runner at third. You're starting to think to yourself, okay, it's the dumpster fire bullpen. They're at it again. They're going to blow it, and then this happened. Do this time runner goes, swinging a miss. Look at that fake out by Will Smith. And again, Andrews in the rundown. And how about the diving play? Almost reminded me of, almost reminded me of, of Justin Turner. Superman Justin Turner from the NLCS Game 7 in 2020 against the Atlanta Braves. Look at Shelby Miller. He's celebrating. He's going crazy. So, yeah, I mean, that was a big play defensively. Just totally changed the momentum of this game because it looked like the White Sox were going to get back the lead and they were just licking their chops to get back to this bullpen. But, no, the bullpen, they licked their wounds and they came out today and they performed well. So, definitely a game-changing play to get two innings out of Shelby Miller, two scoreless innings. What a play there by the athletic Chris Taylor. Let's not forget, Chris Taylor, a very athletic defender there and the versatility. So that will go unnoticed. You're going to see the, the grand slam of the highlights. That play, although not equally as impactful, was still a very impactful play. Then top of the eighth inning, you get another one, two, three inning. How about how about Yancy Almonte after the day he had yesterday, the night he had yesterday, giving up the double, giving up the home run. Berger hits the bomb off the foul pole down left field, and he comes out. He strikes out Jimenez, six pitch to the at bat, gets the sweeper slider, gets him to chase out of the zone, and then his nemesis from yesterday, Berger, he strikes him out on three pitches. He gets him looking, frees him with the sweeper there. Fantastic pitch, just absolutely froze him. Great pitch there by Yancy Al Money. I'm going to call him Yancy Al Money tonight with the way he pitched. And then he got Vaughn to ground to the catcher there to end the inning. So a 1-2-3 on... 12 pitches there for Yancy Almonte. You got to feel really good about that if you're Yancy. Something to feel good about, especially on a day after you just pitched to uh, almost, you, uh, you know, you came out there in the eighth inning and they weren't able to, they, he wasn't able to get the job done, wasn't able to take care of business. Top of the ninth inning, Evan Phillips, he was fantastic. He goes one, two, three, strikes out Grandal on three pitches. And, yeah, just some nice punch outs in that bat. You also get Andrews to fly to right. He struck out Frazier on three pitches. So, yeah, he was on. And I think the sweeper just had the feel for that sweeper, working at bottom of the zone. And then bottom of the ninth, of course, we talked about that. Dodgers had their opportunity, weren't able to capitalize, got the leadoff base hit from Rojas. But he had the strikeout that inning. So Rojas, he reached on that infield single. Then Mookie ground to a fielder's choice to third. And then Freeman walked, best advance to second. And then you had Will Smith. You're feeling good about Smitty at the play with runners on first and second to possibly win the game. Six pitch to the at-bat. He swings and misses at a 97-mile-per-hour four-seam fastball up in the zone. And then Hayward, he struck it on three pitches to end the inning. And then you jump out to the 10th inning. Jump to the 10th. Evan Phillips comes back. He returns, and he does his job once again. Evan Phillips, I mean, I think, look, Evan Phillips is a guy that he's best suited to be your high leverage reliever, but not your closer, I think, in my opinion. I think I'm I think right now, yeah, have him as the closer. But when Daniel Hudson comes back, you want to plug him into different innings and different spots, and that's how you want to deploy him. That's definitely the best case scenario. And I think you saw that today. I mean, he gets Anderson to ground to first and of course, you had the ghost runner, the Manfred man there. Andrews, he advanced to third. So you got the runner on third with one out, and then hey. It was it was a uh, gut check time, right? It was a uh, it was a uh 
time to come through in the clutch. Fireman Phillips, and he walks Sheets. So he walks Sheets. So you got runners on the corners there. And then he strikes out Robert Jr. looking sweeper, bottom of the zone. And then Ben Intendi, he steals second. And then you got runners on second and third, two outs, six pitch to the at bat to Jimenez. He gets him to chase a, a filthy, filthy sweeper, a nasty sweeper out of the zone, gets him out of the inning. And of course, you know what happened in the bottom of the 10th inning? Dodgers, they come out there, look like they have another opportunity once again. And they weren't able to come through. I mean, really nothing happened in there. Of course, Vargas, he fouled the catcher with that at bat. Martinez hit for Alman. He was intensely walked. And Taylor, he struck out swinging. And then you jump to top of the 11th, Caleb Ferguson. He comes out there, a 1-2-3 for Caleb Ferguson. He's He got burgers swinging. And he got some other really easy outs. So he made a really nice, nice appearance tonight. And then bottom of the 11th inning is really how it all ended. Of course, Miguel Rojas, he walks another great at-bat. Miguel Rojas, two hits and a walk, reaching base three times tonight. And Mookie Betts on the 12th pitch of the at-bat, 12th pitch of the at-bat, six foul balls for Marcus Lynn Betts. He draws the walk. And Freddie Freeman, next batter, 3-1 count. They call it a single. And I love how well, he just froze there in center field. And the Dodgers, they get the walk-off win. 5-4, to four, improved to 39-30. and 30. Dodgers get a much-needed dub. So, yeah, guys, we'll jump into the comments for the rest of the way here. But thanks for celebrating this victory here. That the Dodgers get back on the winning side. Got a C for Paul Gutierrez. Got a B minus from Word. We got Roy Estrada get Arenado and alternate Muncie and Vargas at second base from Roy Estrada. Look, if Arenado becomes available, I think it's a conversation worth having. Will he, though? That's the big question. I mean, this is one of the worst years you're ever going to see for the St. Louis Cardinals organization that has been very, very consistent. And, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I mean, he declined the opt-out and – He's still locked up for multiple years. Do the Dodgers want to put that kind of money in and is someone like Arenado if they were going to make him available? I think they definitely need a third baseman, and there's really no clear-cut options moving forward. So it's something that is very interesting, but I think that's really a move where you're thinking beyond this year. I think if you want to win this year, I think you really focus on fixing the pitching. You fix work on fixing the bullpen. You work on fixing starting pitching. But, yeah, it's Nolan Arenado. If the Cardinals would pick up the phone, and the Cardinals really aren't a natural pro, a trade partner. I mean, those are the two flagship franchise of the National League. I mean, you would have to consider it. I think it's unlikely, though. I definitely think it's unlikely. I mean, you'd probably have to give up a Diego Cartai. I mean, some real big chips for that one. We got uh, Miggy Rowe probably leads the league in 0-2 counts. Aaron, yeah, I noticed that myself, man. It's deep in the count. I mean, yesterday you're getting a pitch clock violation, so really you're kind of setting yourself back. You're really behind the eight ball when you're 0-1 just going up there, so getting that box, Miggy Rowe. But it's a miracle the Dodgers one side die in Schroeder. It definitely feels like a miracle, and that's a comment of the game presented by our friends over at Hornitos. Please drink responsibly. Mrs. Diane Schroeder. Uh, Otani, 453-foot oppo after 99 pitches. She's, I mean, look, it's Shohei Otani. I'm actually dropping a video on Otani about his history with the Dodgers. It's really interesting. It dates all the way back to high school. I am pretty confident in saying that if the Dodgers were in the American League, he would have been a Dodger already, and he would probably feel good about that. He would have probably already signed long-term, or at least would be planning on doing that but I think kind of I'll say one thing about Otani Ken Rosenthal said there's no chance he said there's no chance that the Angels are going to re-sign him and that opens things up and the fact that he's not going to be going with the incumbent and so I think it kind of works in the Dodgers favors in a couple different ways I think one 
if there truly is no chance he's going to sign with Otani and sign with the Angels, if there's no chance that Otani is going to sign with the Angels and they're not going to trade him, then you say, okay, good. That means that no team's going to have a leg up on the Dodgers. It's not like the Angels are going to trade him to the Mariners or the Mets or the Giants or one of those teams. And then you're saying, okay, maybe he likes it there. Maybe they go on a run. Maybe he likes their culture. And there's all these warm and fuzzy feelings because he says, oh, you're the team that traded for me. I'm going to be loyal to you. Well, if the Dodgers avoid that and just a level playing field and Otani finishes out this year with the Angels. The Angels aren't going to do anything. Angels have never made the postseason with Shohei Otani. I really like the Dodgers' chances if that happens. But a couple more comments. I'll let you guys go. It's already 11-18, but uh, DMAC is too stud for the show. That's why he is dope. Don't leave, man. Angels will do you dirty. DKM, yeah. Uh, uh, Giants will be tougher than last year. Ryan, yeah, the Giants definitely, they picked it up. Their bullpen has been much better of late. And they're definitely in a nice group. I'm really interested to see who the Dodgers call up one and two, how they're going to fare against this team that has some momentum. But, hey, the Dodgers have some momentum, too, after this big win tonight. Roy Estrada, Dodger fan, we forgot about the like button. Hit that, please. Help out. Hey, appreciate that, Roy Estrada. Uh, bounce back today. Good luck, Roberts. We got DMAC. What's your take on Luis Robert Jr.? Just straight up. Uh, just straight out giving up on that pop fly use abuse reuse so yeah I, that's what i think i'm gonna break that down because just on first sight if you look at it if you look at it on first sight it didn't it didn't look too egregious i think you do want to you do want to have some effort there you do want to have some effort there if you're if you're robert in that situation but yeah i just look i mean you it's almost like a little frustration it's almost like kind of funny in a sense to kind of take a look at it right here we got to, yeah, so Freddie, base load, 3-1 count. I mean, if you look where the ball landed, I mean, look, the reality is, though, I mean, it was, oh, come on now. I have, don't fault him there. I mean, we're going to make the catch. He's going to score on the sack fly no matter what. I almost think it was kind of funny by Luis Roberts. So I really have no issue with that. But uh, be interested in what a manager would say because, look, I mean, I know that Mookie Betts would definitely make the catch and at least try. He would at least try. So kind of speaks to his character. But uh, David Sabatini, big series coming up this weekend against the hated Giants, D-Mag. Any thoughts? Yeah, big series for the Dodgers. I mean, look, I mean, like I said at the top of the show, that it's going to be tough sledding when you look at this bullpen. This bullpen basically gave you a quality start, right? They went six innings. They went six scoreless tonight, and you got multiple innings from multiple guys, from Evan Phillips, from Shelby Miller. Guys really stepped up, so they are going to be behind. It really it's going to come down to whoever they call up, whether that be a Matt Andrees. Is he going to step up and really give you four or five innings? Because if he does, that's going to go a long way. But, yeah, you look at the rest of this series – we got Brebia going against TBD. So Brebia, he's been solid this year. At 325 ERA for the Giants. And you got Bobby Miller, Bobby Big Time, Babyface Ace. Bobby Miller, the Babyface Ace, right-handed pitcher, .78 ERA. Giants Dodgers, so that's TBD for the Giants. So that's going to be a big one there on Saturday, a 6-10 start. And then Sunday... You got Logan Webb against Tony Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin's coming off a, a six-inning start, so I think Tony Gonsolin is in a really good position to go out there and, and keep building momentum because I still think he's been kind of working his way back while also contributing. So I'm feeling really good about Tony Gonsolin. Last start, six innings, had the two walks, the six punch outs, but no runs and just two hits. So I think he's building. Logan Webb, he's picked up late, a 315 ERA, but I think it's going to be a big-time defining series for this Giants team, for this Dodgers team. 
team as far as the regular season goes because, yeah, look, the, everyone knows at this point the Dodgers' bullpen has been an issue. The Giants, they're just four and a half games back from the Diamondbacks. The Giants are just a few games back from the Dodgers. They're just two and a half games back. So it's going to be a big series. And that's what you want when these two historic classic rivals face off. But a couple more here, guys. We got uh, Hornitos from San Diego. We got um, the Giants are bums, tough year fellers. We need epic trades. Yeah, we definitely need some trades. I think you're absolutely going to see at the very minimum a couple of possible a few relievers. And like I said, I'm dropping a video tomorrow on some relievers they could pursue. But I think I, I think if this team picks it up and they prove to the organization that offensively they're a World Series caliber offense and the, uh, the pitching side, Julio comes back. I mean, really, you have three starters right now. I mean, the main thing you need to know from this game is the three things you got to know from this game is one, the Dodgers basically have three starters. Two, the bullpen bounce back in a big way. And three, this team, it's going to uncertainty on who those number four or five starters are going to be moving forward. When will Julio Urias return? It looks looking like at the end of this month, he definitely pitched a really nice bullpen session. He's putting in the work in. If he comes back and he's looking like Julio Urias from last season, that's going to go a long way because we're feeling good about Bobby Miller. We're feeling good about Clayton Kershaw. We're feeling good about Tony Gonsolin. That gives you four guys and that fifth guy you kind of got to work towards. So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. But, hey, like I, like I tweeted earlier, it, at some point, it looks like, uh, you know, I said, if you own a Dodgers jersey, you can throw a baseball and live in the greater Los Angeles area. Please report to 1000 Vince Scully Avenue tomorrow by 8 a.m. Because, hey, this team could use some arms. What's your go-to pitch? But that is going to do it for this episode of the Dodgers Nation postgame show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Got a super chat right here, the bullpen was hot today. This is from Alan. $3. Appreciate you on that. We got uh, great on the likes. Maybe need to refresh. We got big series coming up this weekend against the hated Giants. We got uh, Michael. What are these people thinking? We got Diane Trier. Our series are big when you have only three starting pitchers. Exactly. And then we got uh, anytime we're under Arizona or Colorado, I get very sad. Barely teams with garbage fans. Thanks for another dope one, DMAC. Thanks for rocking with us, guys out there. Appreciate you as always. Anthony NS. Use and abuse Craig Osterberg. A cup. We got DKM. A couple more, please. Fire Mark Pryor. We'll get into that in a little bit. We need one starter for sure. I like Lucas Giolito, guys. I think it could be a possibility. He's on expiring deal. These would be great, too, but we'll see if they're even going to punt on the season. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Dodgers Nation post game show. Like I said, my name is Doug McCain. Friends call me DMAC. See you guys possibly tomorrow. We'll see. Um, I might be going to the game as media so we'll find out about that but see you guys next time for sure by sunday no matter what but thanks again as always remember nothing brings us together quite like dodger baseball and until next time think blue bleed blue and i'm out in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.